Amen. It is great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Again, I'm going to ask you, let's all, let's all stand to our feet unless you're not able to. Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 1. And we're going to read a few verses of scripture tonight. Amen. Thank you for being faithful to the house of the Lord. Amen. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. Everyone say seven pillars. Seven pillars. She hath killed her beast. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. We're talking about wisdom tonight. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live. We're beginning to see different options that are available to the person that hearkens to the cry of wisdom and to the one that does not hearken to the cry of wisdom. Amen. As opposed to uh, receiving life in verse number six, it is death. And go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Amen. And I'm thankful for correction tonight. Amen. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Amen. He's not uh, rejecting of wisdom and advice uh, and instruction. It says, teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord, verse number 10, is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding, having an, an understanding of the word of the Lord and the things of God. For by me, talking about wisdom, thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, this is the final verse we're going to read tonight in your, while you're standing. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. Amen. And I'm just going to talk to you tonight about the seven pillars of wisdom. Amen. It's referencing back to Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 1, talking about how wisdom has built herself a house and has hewn out her seven pillars, those things that support that house of wisdom. And I'm going to just talk about seven pillars of wisdom tonight. Amen. Would you put your Bibles aside for a moment and would you close your eyes and would you lift up your hands? And would you open up your mouth and begin to ask the Lord tonight to speak to you. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have here tonight to hear the word of the Lord. And we uh, are praying tonight, God, that you would give us a heart that is open and a spirit that is receptive to the voice of the Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would deposit something 
deep into the hearts and to the souls and into the minds of your people tonight, Lord. We want what you have for us, God. We want to be what you've called us and what you've destined us and what you promised us to be tonight, God. Give us understanding. Give us wisdom tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Help us to understand thy laws. Help us to fear, to reverence our God tonight. We are not fair to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The seven pillars of wisdom. Amen. Proverbs chapter 9 is, if you understand chronology, it is, and you, you're connecting the book of Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter 9 is merely an extension of the previous chapter, number 8. Chapter 8 begins to give a discourse on the subject of wisdom. The word wisdom is found approximately 250 times in your Bible. Uh, God in His Word that we have here in our grasp tonight, uh, it constantly appeals to us, amen, the believer, the reader of the Word, uh, the, the child of God. It constantly appeals to us to seek out and to acquire wisdom, to search for it, to hear the cry of wisdom, and to get it in your soul. The Bible teaches us that wisdom is more valuable than gold. Uh, in our modern day vernacular, we would say money. Uh, or in the United States, the dollar bill. Uh, the, the, that type of currency. Uh, the Bible teaches us that wisdom is more valuable than gold. And more valuable than the, all the precious stones that this earth holds in its, uh, in its grasp tonight. And furthermore, the Bible teaches us that wisdom is to be obtained with truth. Amen. It's to be obtained with truth. For it's in Proverbs 23, in verse 23, it says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom. There has to be the connection of wisdom and truth. In other words, a right understanding of certain things uh, tonight. And with God placing such emphasis and value upon this invisible commodity, wisdom, we too should highly prize wisdom. Also, make no mistake about it tonight, wisdom is within each one of our reaches. It is within the reach of each one of us here tonight. It is not for a select few or a minority group in the church that has the ability to understand but wisdom is available to everybody in the church, amen, that seeks after it, that asks God for it, amen, that allows the Spirit of God to work in their lives, amen. Wisdom is within our reach tonight. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anything that God asks us to do or to be, uh, he will enable you to reach for that and to accomplish that goal and that mission. And he will also make a way for us to reach and to obtain that promise. 
So here tonight, if God is teaching us and talking to us from this word about the obtaining of wisdom and truth and understanding in his word, it's not that you are less than anybody else, but if you desire it and you allow God to help you, God will give you wisdom. Amen. To the young person, wisdom that's beyond your years. Amen. To the older Folks, tonight, wisdom that's beyond your years. Amen. A wisdom and an understanding of the things of God and the workings of the Spirit of God. Amen. Since wisdom, according to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 7, is the principal thing. That is the words that is used in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. It is the principal thing. It is first in place, first in time, first in order, first in rank, and we should seek it out. Amen. Is it any wonder, amen, when we come to the house of God that the way that God has designed, amen, the church and the service to go is that there is a point in time when the word of God, amen, is preached behind a pulpit, is delivered to mankind. The word of God is declared in the ears of the people of God. And God is trying to open our understanding and open our mind and be able to deposit, amen, things in our understanding that help us to see Him, that help us to know about Him. Amen. God uses the preaching of the Word of God to deposit wisdom and to the one that reaches out and grabs a hold of the preached Word of God, the spoken Word of God. Amen. There is wisdom and there is understanding for your life. Hallelujah. Wisdom in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, the Greek word that is used is the word Sophia. And it implies wisdom, either higher or lower, worldly or spiritual. And that is making a distinction about different types of wisdom. One that is of this world and one that is not of this world. Webster defines wisdom as the faculty of making the best use of knowledge, experience, or understanding. I'm going to say that again. It is the faculty of making the best use of the knowledge and the experiences and your understanding. It is not just a mere having knowledge because everybody has the same amount of knowledge at their disposal through Google and through all of the different search engines. There is a uh, accessibility of knowledge, of data, of information. But wisdom is, uh, according to Webster, the faculty of making the best use of that uh, information. It is good judgment. And as we're talking about the seven pillars of wisdom in, from Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 1, the word pillars is from the Hebrew in the Old Testament, which uh, means a column or a stand or a platform. In the New Testament, pillars is a support uh, for something else. 
And so wisdom, because wisdom has built a house held up by seven pillars, uh, it is essential that we understand these terms tonight. The support system for having uh, the ability to make good use of experiences and uh, uh, knowledge, knowledge and understanding. Uh, it, it's the whole makeup of uh, that house of wisdom that is supported by those seven pillars of wisdom tonight. God's word throughout scripture begins to categorize wisdom. And this is not the, the seven pillars here, uh, but this is another category that the Bible begins to refer to wisdom as. And it, it categorizes wisdom into several divis- divisions. In 1 Corinthians, uh, throughout chapter number 2, it talks about man's wisdom. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 12, it talks about a fleshly wisdom. Something that you think, amen, you know the best, uh, have the best solution. And then there's, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 20, it is referencing the wisdom of of the world. This is what society, amen, will tell you and I what is proper and what is right. And that's the wisdom of the world. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, Luke 11, 49, Romans 11 and 33, it, all, it talks about the wisdom of God. Amen. The wisdom of God. And that's where we're going to spend most of our time here tonight. Uh, James chapter 3, 13 through 16 talks about another type of wisdom. It talks about earthly, sensual, and devilish wisdom. And I let you know those different divisions and categories of wisdom in the Word of God because if you're not careful, you will allow yourself to be influenced by wisdom that is not from God. Amen. It's sometimes it's if we if we uh, don't allow the spirit of God to work in our lives and we are susceptible to the 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 workings of our flesh and the temptations of the world and, and the pool of society and we're exposing ourselves through television to all of the different filth that's out there in the world. Amen. We begin to think well uh, the with the wisdom of the world and not understanding that God does not approve of the wisdom of the world. Amen. But it is the wisdom of God that He wants you to have in your understanding and in your mind tonight. Amen. Too many people, amen, turn on their their television and they're they're watching uh, two men kiss and hug and they're thinking that, well, the world is telling me that that's okay. And the wisdom of the world says you have to be open-minded to those types of things and be accepting of that lifestyle. Amen. But that is the wisdom of the world. And the wisdom of God says, amen, the fornicators and the effeminate, amen, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Men's wisdom will tell you, amen, will it make sense for me to get up from where I'm living and to move down the road to another city or another church, uh, down the, 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 the interstate to another uh, state. Uh, man's wisdom says, well, it doesn't make sense for me financially to stay where I am. Where I am. But the wisdom of God, yes. amen, will help you to understand amen. that God can bless me where He planted me. God can bless me, amen, in my current situation. God is able to make a way for me tonight. Hallelujah. The 
sensual and earthly and devilish. Amen. You hear it from a popular shoe manufacturer. Just do it. Amen. That is the uh, modus operandi, if you will, of many of people in our world today. If it satisfies your flesh, if it feels good in the moment, go ahead and give yourself to it. That is an earthly, sensual, and devilish wisdom. And you've got to be able to discern, amen, what is the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world and make your mind up. Ah, I'm going to surrender and submit myself to a wisdom that is higher than this earthly, amen, level that I'm living on tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The, the, the problem is so many times is we never allow God to arrest us in his presence. Amen. Understand what I'm saying tonight. We never allow God to just saturate us in his presence and to overwhelm us. And because we never connect with the heavenly and we stay on this earthly level, we stay in this fleshly level we can't seem to get a, a higher understanding and a higher concept than the, the level that we're on and so the the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of the flesh man's wisdom it makes sense to us because we haven't yet seen amen what God wants to do in our lives we haven't yet experienced what God has in store for us in a time of prayer Amen. That is why it's so important and very imperative. Amen. That if you haven't had the opportunity to get into God's presence and the altar call is given at the conclusion of the service, you ought to be running down to the altar and saying, God, I didn't have the strength to break through on my own, but with the help of the people of God, I want to break through because I've got to touch heaven. I've got to transcend from this earthly level that I've been living on. And I've got to get a hold of you. I've got to have, amen, exposure to the heavenly, to the God of glory. The Bible talks about throughout Proverbs and through other parts of the, the Bible, the value of wisdom. And I'm laying a foundation so bear with me for a few moments tonight uh, it talks about the value of wisdom and it gives us context to be able to understand how valuable and how important it is for our lives it talks about in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 11 that it is better than rubies better than the precious stones of the earth Amen. All of those precious stones and materials and substances that you can find in the earth. And you may see them in museums. Uh, you may see them in the Smithsonian Museum. You may see them in different parts. Uh, and maybe it's uh, the King's Palace in England. And you see the, the, the crown that's filled with jewels and, and all of the different things. And, and we look at that and we say, wow, that's so priceless and so valuable. And it sure it could fetch a large sum of money, but wisdom is more valuable than the even the crown, amen, that is in England today. It's more valuable than, amen, Fort Knox and all the gold that is supposed to be there. Wisdom, the Bible says, it, it, uh, 
uh, fools will die for a lack of it, according to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number 13. According to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 16, the Bible says that wisdom is better than gold. Amen. Gold, amen, the standard, that the gold standard that the American society, the United States society is is supposedly still built upon the gold standard. Amen. And, and they, they say it's guarded at Fort Knox and there's this large sum of money that may very well be the case. But if you were to uh, go behind those uh, those doors and uh, those those vault doors and to get you a bar of gold, amen, and the person next to you would just have uh, gotten themselves some wisdom and some understanding from the presence of God, what the child of God has is more valuable than the gold bar and the gold that is all there at Fort Knox. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 16 that wisdom is better than gold. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 23. It talks about buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. If you will, in modern day investment strategies, it's uh, in many ways a buy and hold strategy. Get a hold of wisdom and hold on to it. But not doesn't stop there. Don't just hold on to what you've been given. But increase your understanding. Increase the wisdom that God wants to keep giving to you and depositing into your life. The value of wisdom. According to the book of Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 8. Wisdom was needed for those that were to serve and to lead in the first century church. Wisdom. According to James 1 and 5. If you lack it. Ask God for it. If, you, if there's things that you hear. Uh, and this is for everybody here tonight. There's things that you hear across the pulpit. You, you see that they're in the word of God. But you don't understand it. And you just can't seem to grasp it. Get a hold of it. Ask God. God, give me the wisdom. God, give me the understanding. God, open my eyes. Open my mind. Help me to understand, God, why the Bible says this. God, help me to understand why it is that that a woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man. And why is it, God, that as a woman I ought to wear a skirt and not wear pants? Why is it, God, that as a man I ought to keep my hair cut short and I ought to keep my face looking clean? Why is it, God, that I ought to do all of these things and they don't always seem to make sense? I know it's in the Bible, but I don't get it yet. Amen. If you don't understand, the Bible says you can ask of God. And the God that gives it to all men liberally and hold it back not amen will give to you an understanding amen I'm talking today about somebody that desires wisdom that desires to know God that desires understanding from the Lord hallelujah God why is it that I have to get rid of my jewelry and and then why is it, God, that you're, you're talking to me about jewelry again? Why is it, God, that you're talking to me about my tithe and my offering and, and the daily time of prayer and reading my word and not looking at the ungodly material? Why is it, God? God will begin to speak to you. and God will begin to give you understanding. 
God may begin to tell you, because I want you to be different. I want you to be that peculiar people, that, that royal priesthood, that chosen generation, that shows forth light, amen, that there's light that shines out of darkness. And I want you to be radically different on the inside and on the outside, because somebody needs to be able to scan the, the horizon of people and spot, amen, amen, a marker of the a landmark and know that's the way that I go home. That's the way to my father's house. I've got to be different. God's calling me to be different. God's calling me to be separate and holy. You say, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a man. I, there, I, I can look like anybody else. I can be in disguise. But the Word of God will teach you, amen, to have a daily prayer life, a daily consecrated life before the Lord. And God will speak to you and to me about putting away things that are distractions and things that take up more of your time than the things of God. You say, well, it's not... It's not sin. You're right. It's not sin. But if you're putting it before the Lord, and if you put more value and more importance on the things of this world than you place upon your God, it will become an idol. And God says, I want all of your heart. I want all of your heart. I want all of your heart. Because if God can work in the heart of the man, if God can work in the heart of man, he'll control. Amen. Which way the home goes. There can be a strong man. The Bible says if, if a robber comes into a house, he must first bind the strong man. Then he can take the spoil. And you say, well, I can just kind of get by on 5, 10, 15 minutes of prayer a day. And God said, no. You've got to be the strong man of your house. Yes. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not, uh, there's not a man in the house or a man in your life. You've got to be the strong woman of your house. Amen. Amen. And see, as for me and for my house, yes. we're going to serve the Lord. Yes. I'm going to just walk through the, the hallways of my home and I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus upon my home. And I'm going to call out, God, this home I dedicated to you. I've dedicated my family, my home, every room of my house. May it be filled with your glory. May you be welcome in my home. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God wants to give understanding tonight. He wants to give some revelation, some wisdom. The wisdom of the men of the Bible. You think of the wisest man of the Bible. Shout out his name. Solomon, the wisest man that ever walked the face of the earth. And yet the wisdom of Solomon is available to you and to me. The wisdom of God is available to you and to me. And it is available to the person within the reach of the person that seeks it with their whole heart. Wisdom holds an exalted position in the eyes of God. Therefore, we should seek it until he imparts it to us. 
It's shifting gears for a moment, talking about the origin of wisdom. It is revealed in Job chapter 28 throughout that chapter. And in Job 28, 12 through 22, and also in verse number 28, it talks about that man does not know the price of wisdom. And wisdom is not found in the land of the living. It's not this tangible thing that you can grab a hold of. Amen. This, the depth and the sea say it is not within me. It cannot be gotten for gold or for silver. In other words, it cannot be purchased with gold or with silver. Uh, it is concealed from the fowls of the air. This is in Job chapter number 28. Destruction and death cannot provide it. And yet in Job chapter 28 and verse number 28. And unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. It is found, wisdom is found as one begins to fear the Lord. As one begins to serve the Lord. As one begins to pursue the Lord. As one begins to get a hold of God. As one begins to get down to an altar. Amen. Get down to a place on bending knee in their home and begin to seek after God. Amen. And begins to fear the Lord and have a reverence for their God. Wisdom is found in such a place. Amen. This fear of God will motivate you and me to search out the ways of the Lord. This fear of God will uh, motivate you and I to learn of His ways and to obey Him and to follow after Him. Amen. And then wisdom follows that type of person. That type of person that even like tonight is here on a Wednesday night. And you may look around and say, well, uh, not everybody's here. Amen. And it feels empty tonight. Amen. Wisdom says, if you don't want it, I want it. If somebody else rejects it, amen, I want to receive it. And I'm not saying that those that are not here are doing such but I'm saying tonight, wisdom is comes to the person that seeks God with all of his heart and with all of his soul. Wisdom follows after that person. Finding wisdom is to find God. And to find God is to find wisdom. When I come into his presence... And I begin to talk to him and he begins to talk to me. My eyes are open and I begin to see things. I begin to recognize my condition, where I am. It's in God's presence that I get to pray. And God says, it's been a long time. You haven't prayed yet. You haven't prayed like you should. Whoa, this is a condition that I'm in. I didn't realize it until I got into his presence. As I get into God's presence, God begins to talk to me about my attitude. He begins to talk to me about my language. He begins to talk to me about my thoughts. And those things that I thought was okay because the wisdom of the world says it was fine. Now I begin to say, wait a minute. I didn't realize that. God begins to speak to me. God begins to reveal things to me. God begins to talk to me about my interaction with others. And in his presence, 
my eyes are open. And I begin to see, I, I need to get baptized in Jesus' name. I, I need his spirit because I can't make it on my own. And in his presence as I pursue him, as in, in my daily time of, uh, of devotion, I begin to read his word. And I begin to seek what does God have for my life. And I begin to see things in the scripture like trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. But the world told me to follow my heart. The world told me to follow my heart. But the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I begin to see, wait a minute. Maybe, if what, maybe what I'm feeling is not the right thing. And maybe I need to ask God to show me some things. And to give me wisdom. Because what I thought was right, when checked against his word, when checked in his presence, God begins to say, now let me talk to you about that son. Let me talk to you about that daughter. In God's presence, the word, as the word begins to go forth, go forth, we understand where we have fallen short. Can I remind you tonight that it was in the the, the palace, the throne room of King David, that one day in walked the prophet Nathan and began to tell him a story. David thought he was fine because he could do whatever he wanted to do. He was king. He could do whatever he wanted to do. The world said, hey, that's fine. You're king. You can have what you want, when you want, where you want, how much you want of it. It's fine. That was the wisdom of the world and the flesh. But in walks the man of God, tells him a story about a rich man, a poor man, and how a visitor came in from out of town, uh, and the rich man wanted to entertain him, but didn't want to kill his own lamb to provide food for the visitor. And so the rich man, in his, uh, in his selfishness, in his greed, uh, didn't take his own lamb, but took the lamb of the poor man, that, that, that was the only lamb he had. And he killed the, the poor man's lamb to provide for his visitor friend from out of town. And King David, upon hearing the story, was angry and said, that man should be put to death. And in the presence of God, in, in the, the proclaimed word of God, began to reveal some things to David. And the prophet Nathan said, thou art the man, King David, for you have slain Uriah the Hittite and taken Bathsheba, his wife, to be thy mistress. And you've impregnated her and you've done such and such. And David begins to follow his face and realize, I messed up and I've sinned. I thought it was right because the world told me I could do it. Amen. The world's wisdom said what I was doing was okay. But God's word began to shine light. And if I've got any inclination to please God, then I'm going to hear the word of the Lord. God wants to give understanding and wisdom to the person that will receive it. To the person that will receive it. If you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what? Nothing this young preacher's going to say is going to change my mind. It's going to affect me. Essentially, you reject wisdom. Because we read in Proverbs chapter number 9. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. 
And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want God to give me understanding tonight. I want God to open my my mind to open my eyes and help me to be able to see things that I couldn't see before. God, help us tonight. Help us to be what you want us to be. Amen. Job 28 and 28, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. It is found as one begins to fear the Lord. Amen. Finding wisdom is finding God and vice versa. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 17 says, Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It talks about the only wise God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Amen. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. You say, prove it to me tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. The subject here in 1 Corinthians 1 and 24 is Jesus Christ. And it says that Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. God was justified in the spirit. Amen. All, all of these different things we begin to see that Jesus Christ was God. Amen. And John chapter 1 and verse number 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Amen. By the incarnation of God in Christ. Amen. He who is wisdom in essence and character revealed himself to humanity, making God thus wisdom available and accessible to us. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is to the young person, to the older person, amen, that gets Jesus Christ, amen, on the inside, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost working on the inside. When you get full of the Holy Ghost and you allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life and not be a one and done deal, but to be an honor going experience. Amen. It is getting the wisdom of God in your heart and in your soul and if you'll yield to that spirit, if you'll follow the direction of the Holy Ghost, there is a wisdom from heaven, a wisdom from God that you're going to get on the inside. Hallelujah. Someone say praise the Lord. Come on, someone clap their hands and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Solomon said of wisdom, Whoso findeth me findeth life. And all they that hate me love death. Proverbs 8, 35-36. Therefore, wisdom is more than just 
the proper use and application of knowledge. Amen. Wisdom is not just the proper use and application of knowledge as Webster would tell us tonight. Amen. But it is more and it is more than an application of human ability and ingenuity tonight. Wisdom is more than just using knowledge and having that ability to, uh, to understand. Wisdom is more than just those things. Amen. It is a foundation of life or it can be a source of death if you have the lack of it tonight. But to find wisdom is to find life and that more abundantly. Amen. We call ourselves the abundant life center tonight. But it cannot truly be abundant life until you get God. Amen. Wrapped up. Amen. In your life. And you get wrapped up. Tied up. Tangled up. In Jesus. And you get full of the Holy Ghost. It'll never be abundant life center if there's not a church that hasn't got filled with the Holy Ghost and lost in His presence and said, God, I've got to find you. Oh, it's, it's got to be abundant life center. It must be a church filled with the Spirit of Christ. Filled with the Spirit of Christ. Don't let it be your story that you only speak in tongues. You only pray when you come to church. Don't let that be your testimony. Don't let that be your story that only once or maybe twice a year, if the climate is just right, you break through and you pray through an altar and there's tears and you begin to rejoice and get victory. Don't let that be your story. Amen. But rather live in the overflow of the spirit and presence and power of God. Amen. Because getting a hold of God is getting a hold of a higher wisdom and a higher understanding. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands in this place? Come on, all across this house, why don't we lift up our hands? And why don't we just reach out to God for a few moments? Jesus, we're praying tonight in this place, on this Wednesday evening, God, that you would help us to get a hold of you. Help us to fear the Lord. Help us to serve the Lord. Help us to seek the Lord. Help us to pursue the Lord. Help us to be filled with your spirit. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To the person tonight that thinks this is just abstract preaching tonight, amen, I'm going to tell you and throw this out there to you tonight. It is applicable preaching. Amen. Get filled with the Spirit of God. There's a church in Arkansas today, amen, that's filled with millionaires, amen, because uh, those people have got the understanding that if I get to the house of God, and as I start my day, if I'll start in prayer, and I'll begin to seek God, I'll begin to talk to God, and God will begin to talk back to me. 
me. Amen. There's been many a testimony, many a story of people that in that early morning time of prayer, God has spoken to them to start businesses, to, to make decisions, to take certain risks. Amen. And God has blessed them for that effort. Amen. They got into the presence of God. They transcended higher level than this terra firm that we're on tonight. And they transcended into the heavenlies. And God began to speak to them. God began to give them wisdom. Amen. To do such and such. And to not do amen such and such. Amen. I believe that God can speak. Amen. To a child of God in this church tonight. God can give you wisdom. God can give you grace. Amen. To lead your company. Amen. To lead your job. Amen. To meet somebody on the street and to invite them to find a hungry person on the street and give them the gospel message. A wisdom that comes from the Lord. A wisdom how to address the problem in your life comes in God's presence for the seven pillars of wisdom to be erected in our lives we must start with fearing the Lord having a reverence for God an awareness about God we'll stop and talk about that for a minute some of us can go through our whole day and not pray until the moment we put our head on the pillow at night we say, oh, I, I didn't pray today. Yeah. You weren't even aware of what God wanted to do. There's an awareness that God wants you to have. And you, you, you make bad decisions and you don't behave the right way because there's not an awareness of the things of God in your life. And God is not even second place. He's not even third place. He's last place in your life. And you wonder why things don't turn around for you because God is always last place. And sometimes he's not even last place. There's actually no place for him in your life. And you wonder why things are rough all the time. And why things, and you say things like, why does things have to be so difficult in my life? Why can't I get over this and get, over, get past that? Because God is either last place or he's no place in your life. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's a, the Bible says the fear, the wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. If wisdom is the first thing, then you ought to start your day with prayer, Bible reading. God, you're the principal thing. You're the first thing in my life. You're the first thing. For the seven pillars of wisdom to be erected in our lives, we must start with fear of the Lord and secondly, being born again of the water and spirit. Here we're made partakers of his divine nature according to 2 Peter 1 and 3 through 4. Christ, the wisdom of God within the spiritful believer, now places us in a position where these seven pillars of wisdom can be manifested in our life. And Luke, Luke 7 and verse number 35, Luke chapter 7 and verse number 35 teaches us that wisdom is justified of all our children. 
wisdom is justified of all our children. The things that are produced from your life will justify, will reconcile, will attest to the fact that you have wisdom. It doesn't mean it's a foolproof method and if I do everything I'm supposed to do, uh, my kids are just going to always be perfect little angels because every one of us would be a failure. But wisdom is justified in the children. The book of Proverbs chapter 31 uh, talking about that uh, virtuous woman says her children shall call her blessed. There's going to be things that are produced from your life that attest to the fact that you had a fear of God upon your life. And as time progresses and the chronicles of time move forward, page after page, people are going to look and say, what came from Sister Kathy Camarena's life? Did it attest to the wisdom, the fear of the Lord in her life? Did it attest to the lack of it? One day they'll look at my life, and I'm in the <clears throat> the making, the works. And they'll look at my little girl, and the other one that's on the way, and say, "Can it attest the life of this child? Can it attest to the consecration of the parent?" Wisdom is justified of all children. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I want God to be first in my life. I want to have the fear of the Lord in my life. And let me just stop and do a little pastoring here for a few moments tonight. It, a fear of the Lord, a reverence for the house of God, the things of God. Unless your bladder is going to burst open, save your bathroom trips till the service is over. Get it done before time. Because when we come to the house of God, it's a, it's a time for reverence and respect. It's not a time to be going in and out of the house of God. While service is going on, it's not time to say, oh, I, sh- I need to look at myself in the mirror and adjust my bangs and and, and curl my eyelashes and, and clip my fingernails and, and go look at myself one more time and adjust my shirt and go to the bathroom again just because I want to get up. It's a, it's a time to say, God, I'm not going to miss anything that happens in this service. I'll wait till they dismiss. I'll wait till the altar's over. I'll wait till it's the appropriate time because I don't want to miss out on anything that is delivered from your mouth. Praise God. Amen. I, I don't want to be the kind of person that is on the phone with somebody else. Yes. And I'm talking. And then I find out they put the phone down like 10 minutes ago. I'm talking to myself. You're thinking, man, really? God is talking throughout the service. And sometimes we just walk out. No big deal. Preachers just preaching another message. Singers are just singing another song. And we can lose respect and reverence for the house of God. A fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. A fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I didn't have time tonight to go through all the seven pillars. Perhaps we'll finish this another time. But I want to close with this verse of scripture. Romans chapter 11 and verse 33. 
I believe it's the Apostle Paul writing to the Church of Rome. <clears throat> Romans 11:33. He says, "Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out." It's inexhaustible tonight, but. As you reach for something that's inexhaustible, you find yourself expanding and growing. And as you reach for something that's bigger than yourself and higher than the plane you're living on, people say, he's reaching up so much, he's actually climbing higher, moving up higher. He's growing, he's developing. If you will keep reaching for the wisdom of God and saying, God, more of you, less of me, more of you, less of this world. More of what you have for me and less of what this world has to offer. I will find myself, like we talked some time ago about Enoch, just reaching up. More, God. I know it's been 250, 250 years, but I want more. I want more. I want the unsearchable riches I want that depth of understanding. Wisdom only comes through Jesus Christ. Partaking of Christ through the Holy Ghost will give us access to this life-giving force. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight? Amen. Cut off my Bluetooth. What it really comes down to tonight is there's more that God has in store for us. We haven't exhausted what God has. You haven't reached your highest potential yet in God. But if you'll say, God, as long as I'll keep pursuing you, reaching for more of you, having a fear of God in my life, there's more that I will obtain to God. There's more of you that I want, God, that I desire. Why don't we just take a few moments and just talk to the Lord as we close this service out tonight. Jesus, we love you tonight. Come on, could you lift your voice for a few moments here tonight? Come on, let's lift up our voices and give the Lord some praise tonight. Let's talk to him for a few moments tonight. God, we love you today, Lord. We love you today, Jesus. Come on, with sincerity, with honesty tonight, would you take a few moments and just talk to the Lord? Jesus, I want to be able to receive your word. Jesus, I want to be able to hear your voice and follow that voice. Jesus, I want to be able to have a fear and a reverence and a respect and a hunger for the things of God. Jesus, I haven't always exemplified wisdom in my life, but God, your word says in my lack wisdom, all I've got to do is ask you. And you, God, that's upgraded.
I pray tonight, God, that you would transform us. Transform us tonight. God, I feel your spirit, Lord, in this house. I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. I feel the excitement and the joy of your presence, God. God, I believe, Lord, you're wanting to stretch somebody tonight. I believe you're wanting to move again in somebody's life. God, don't be, we don't want you to be second place or third place. We don't want you to be last place or no place in our lives. We want you to be first place. We want an awareness of God, a hunger for God, a thirst for more. God, reach out to him right now. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. Amen. If you want more from him, he's just a prayer away. It's just a prayer away, God. I don't understand everything yet, but I'm asking you tonight to give me understanding, to give me revelation. To give me wisdom. And the Bible says, if I'll get in his presence and I'll allow his spirit to fill me up, there's a wisdom that comes inherently from being filled with his spirit. Come on, don't stop seeking it tonight, church. Don't stop reaching for it tonight, church. Amen. You haven't arrived yet, church. You have not attained everything yet, church, that God's promised you. I follow after, if that I may apprehend. Amen. That which I am apprehended of. I've got to get a hold of God as he's got the hold of me. somebody revelation God increase somebody's faith tonight may they step out in faith Lord hallelujah 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 God I loosen the spirit of faith here tonight I lose understanding tonight God I pray for holy desire to be in the hearts of the people here tonight. Oh, yes. I'm reaching for more. I'm reaching for more. I'm reaching for more in you. Help us to pray for our brother. Help us to pray for our sister. Help us to not forget the interconnectedness of the body of Christ. Help us to not forget the interconnectedness of the body of Christ tonight. 
to pray. Lord, help us to pray. Help us to pray. In the name of Jesus, if there's anybody here tonight that doesn't know what to do with the situation that you find yourself in, if you're here tonight at the sound of my voice and you say, I'm in a, I'm in a quandary preacher, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I don't know what steps I'm supposed to take next, I don't know what's going to happen next, I'm going to tell you in the fear of God, ask the Lord, God give me the wisdom, God give me the wisdom, give me the wisdom, give me the wisdom, as I get filled with your spirit, God give me the wisdom, I'll pray the Holy Ghost until I get a word from God. I'll pray until, amen, I'll pray until, I will occupy until he comes. God, give somebody the wisdom that they need tonight in this place. God, somebody's facing some situations, God, some circumstances for which they do not have the answer tonight. God, your word says, if any lack wisdom, let's ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid not. Amen. I pray tonight, God, do it open somebody's understanding. I pray for wisdom. I pray for grace. I pray for understanding for that soul that's seeking after it tonight. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight, and you honestly say, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to challenge you tonight to again get the Holy Ghost and talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. God, I'm asking you. Psalmist said, I've been young and now I'm old. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken. God will not lead you out to dry, but God will give wisdom. God will give grace and give understanding tonight. Amen. To the soul that seeks it. Here tonight in this service, wisdom's crying out. Wisdom's crying out. Seek me and find life. Amen. God's going to help somebody tonight. Amen. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Amen. One more time as we're dismissed. Why don't we lift up our hands and just thank the Lord for what we feel, what we've heard tonight, and the help we're going to receive as we leave this place. Come on.